Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save an average of $470 on your auto insurance. That's a lot of money in just a few minutes. With savings like that, you could be lounging on an impractical amount of ornate and overpriced throw pillows you bought for your couch. But you won't because you're better with money than that. That's why you're calling us in the first place. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Based on average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. Underwritten by Farmers Trucker Fire Insurance. Exchanges are affiliate. Products not available in every state. It's time for some straight talk. Look, we all know the sound. <sighs> it happens. Your phone. You fumble it, crack it, splash it. Well, Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection that covers those kinds of mishaps. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and data, plus more features, like 20 gigs of hotspot and 100 gigs of cloud storage, all on the best networks. Straight Talk Wireless only at Walmart. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assurian.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. Welcome to the Talking Single Podcast, a podcast featuring four single and successful black women living in London. Join us each week as we share our stories and experiences the highs and lows of navigating life, love, and everything in between. And we do all that with a good dose of humor and a whole lot of style. I'm Crystal. I'm a recovering love addict, now happily single. I will be your host today. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to season three of the Talking Single podcast. Um, Welcome back to um, our regular listeners and hello and welcome to anyone who's new who's joining us. I'm Crystal and I'll be the host today. I am the recovering love addict who is now happily single and um, with me are my co-hosts and my girls Ribby, Rashida and Keisha. Hey ladies, how are you? Hey. Hello, hello, hello. And um, yeah, this is the first time we're recording in 2020. So One. how have you been, 2021, <laughs> sorry. I'm still living in 2020. I mean, it feels like 2020. 2020 was the year of the pandemic. We need to forget that. We're still in a pandemic, I'm afraid. So I can't forget. No, terrible. terrible. Um, so what have you guys been up to since uh, we last spoke? which was uh, when we recorded um, our episode on what the fuck 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've been living in lockdown. I think that's uh, the best I can say. So I have my own little bunker in my flat. Um, It's it's, it's like we're waiting for the end of day. Sorry to get dramatic. We're all hunkered (laughs) down with food and warm clothing. We're all here. When will we be released? When will we be released? (laughs) Well, I've been traveling. I've been traveling from the bedroom to the kitchen, to the Ah, living room, to the garden. So I've been making every room a country and just (laughs) uh, enjoying that experience. Um, Do you have to get visas to travel between the rooms? Well, you know, you know, I'm British, so I don't need a visa. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Inny, no, inny. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think lockdown has melted Keisha's um, heart. 
she's been so soft and warm and cuddly i'm like what is wrong with this child she's Thank been you. sending me all these posts about well-being and self-love and love i'm like what is going on with this i think girl? the pandemic has got to her no you keisha <laughs> keisha has a she's undercover she's she's very suspect there's a guy in that house i, I remain <laughs> yes. very convinced Yes, actually, hiding someone in the in the kitchen cupboard. I'm pretty yeah. sure of it. Yeah, because she disappears for days, and you just have no idea where she's gone. <laughs> oh dear! Release I him, wish. Keisha. Let him breathe. Go for a walk. Leave him. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, I'll see what and, I can do. Um, I'll see what I can do. Have Have you Have you guys done anything new? What's new in your life? Anything new? Anyone done anything new? Anyone dating anybody? No, well, she'll be doing the ironing today, which is really <laughs> exciting. I think it's I'll my first batch of ironing. No, this is serious. This is my first batch of ironing in 2021, and I I feel very accomplished. So thank you. I don't you. think I've ironed since March of last year. <laughs> you guys are just showing how undomesticated you are. All the Nigerian men that were following you will just remove you from their Instagram no, accounts. No one cares away. about the rumple jumper. I mean, look at that. That was straight off the Brian rack. You were no on one... somebody's list and he was just checking, can she cook? Can she iron? And now the ironing is off. Oh, dear. If the person is going to disregard me your because of not ironing, then I don't think I've lost that much then. Yeah. We need some love guru advice here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what yes. I've been doing. So I watched The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. And since I've watched it, I've had this unhealthy fixation on Baby Yoda. So for hours on on repeat, I just watch Baby Yoda videos on YouTube. If you guys haven't seen it, you don't even have to watch Mandalorian. Just look for Baby Yoda on, on YouTube and just watch the videos over and over and over and over again. Trust me, it's worth it. There's a question I want to ask, but I don't think I should. So let's just move on. No, ask it. Ask away. Unhealthy fixation. Please explain what that means. Watching YouTube videos of Baby Yoda on repeat, nonstop. Have, has anybody seen um, The Mandalorian? I've seen it. Yes. I've seen it. That Baby Yoda is just just needs caning. No, but it's Did you so... see when it ate those eggs? Those eggs? Yes. Oh, my God. That oh was my so God. cute. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute <laughs> wow Louisa okay. and Laura have you guys seen it <laughs> no I'm not a Star Wars fan <laughs> no Baby Yoda is so cute so that's, even, that's how I've been spending at least the last two weeks just watching the YouTube videos over and over and over again that, even if you're not a Star Wars fan just um, go on YouTube and check out some Baby Yoda videos he is quite cute He's naughty, but he's cute. Very naughty. But, yeah. Very naughty. <laughs> yeah. So um, today we have some guests in the house. Um, we have some love gurus and they are going to be talking to us about dating, love and whatever else uh, we choose to talk about. And I would like to introduce our guests. So our first guest is Laura aka the Tartan Matchmaker, and she's the founder of Matchmade in Scotland, the premier matchmaking service in Scotland. 
Um, Laura, can you tell us a bit about um, yourself and what you do and your matchmaking services and how um, it's going in lockdown? Yeah, certainly. Thanks for having me on. So I'm Laura, um, founder of Matchmade in Scotland. Um, I launched my service in November on National Singles Day in 2020. And basically it came about after speaking to a lot of my friends who were fed up of online dating. So I just wanted to set up an alternative. Um, so I've been working with people, I've worked in recruitment for 10 years, so I'm always dealing with people and um, trying to find them their dream job and now I'm trying to find them their dream partner. So it's been going really well so far, um, a lot better than I actually had planned. So um, we've got quite a few clients on at the moment, which is good, but it's also quite difficult being in lockdown because we do cover all of Scotland. So at the moment, we're trying to get people matches in the city that they're living in so that they can actually meet them for a socially distant walk or something like that. So before Christmas, we had a couple um, that had met a few times and they actually ended up spending Christmas together, which is really nice. So, so far, so good. Oh, that's really nice that um, the couple got to spend Christmas together. That's really good. Well done. Well done. Um, and I asked um, Laura to send in her love persona, as we do with all our guests. And Laura has described it as the pragmatic romantic who has found out that her Prince Charming isn't always charming and doesn't have a white horse, but that's okay. Very nice. Love and it, um, <laughs> our second guest is Louisa, aka the Love Guru, um, a London based love guru who helps clients with dating advice and dating profile support. Um, Louisa, can you tell us a bit about um, what you do? Um, you recently um, created a, <laughs> a <laughs> Tinder profile <laughs> for research. And you went to help some guys um, with their profiles. Um, you can tell us about that. How did it go? Because I thought that was a bit amusing. Hey, everyone. I'm Louisa, London Love Guru. And yeah, so my account is basically just dating advice. And I have quite a few people that just like randomly DM me for advice and questions. So um, there was this other Instagram account, Damsel in Dating Distress. And she'd made this post about how like a third of guys that use... Um, dating apps just don't get like dates and I was just like oh, I'm not surprised because they're usually so shocking and when I used to use dating apps I'd be so tempted to swipe right even if their accounts were bad just to give them tips just so they can get laid you know <laughs> so <laughs> we thought you know what let's do an experiment and make London Love Guru on Tinder and she also made her own um, account and we thought let's just slide into people's dms and just give them some advice and I was shocked by the reception I literally within seconds I was just getting all these matches and guys popping into my messages on tinder asking for recommendations on their dating profile so yeah, it was good fun whilst it lasts because um tinder then banned my account for promoting <laughs> a service even though I was helping these poor guys kill noise <laughs> Literally, like there's so many fake accounts on all these dating apps that don't get taken down as quickly. But I lasted two days. Oh. So yeah, it was good fun, good experiment. It definitely showed that people are open to advice, and also people are just really bad at making dating profiles. 
Well, that's what that's what you're here for. So you can help people. We can we can push people towards you. Go to Louisa; she'll help you. And um, your love prof your love persona reads: I know exactly what kind of guy I want. So guys rarely got the pleasure of more than one date with me. I used to fancy guys who weren't good for me, but now I am in a happy and prosperous relationship with my best mate, a consequence of the first lockdown and the only good thing to come out of lockdown. Oh, that is so nice. And um, by the way, um, Laura and Louisa, you're the first two guests who are actually not single who have been on our podcast. Everyone else who has been so far has been single. So, yeah. I feel honoured. Thanks for having having us. (laughs) You're welcome. And our third guest, and the only male in the house, is Subono, aka Brown Bear 30-ish, a dating coach and podcaster who helps clients find love. Um, so, Sabona, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you came into being um, a dating coach. Um, yeah, well, firstly, thank you very much for having me on. It's an absolute privilege to be on the show, and I love the the work you're all doing. Um, the content you produce is, yeah, it's just hilarious. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, so, for me, yep, yeah, I'm a, a dating and actually a personal development coach um, that help people navigate the increasingly complex world uh, of dating and the like. Um, But what I find is when I work with my clients actually by improving their lives, um, their dating life improves as a byproduct of that because they're just naturally more prone to sort of project that attractiveness if you get your whole life in order. Um, So it's just helping clients navigate all of that and uh, one of the vehicles in which I do that is my own podcast as well where I basically interview other coaches bloggers authors Um, thanks to you guys I've recruited well I could potentially have recruited a couple more guests if they would be interested in coming on Um, just to get as much information out there as possible as to what options there are for single people to use if they want to hire a coach or read a good book or whatever it is. So it's just trying to get as much information out there uh, for single people uh, to use at their discretion. Yeah, I was actually listening to your podcast this morning, the one about where you and um, some other podcasters did um, some speed dating research and I found it hilarious. So yeah, listen to um, Sabrina's podcast. What's it called? It's called Online Dating Laid Bear. Yeah, it's really funny. So, yeah. Um, So today um, we're going to talk about dating and I'm going to ask you um, a few questions. So I'm just going to get into it straight away. So I'm just going to start with online dating because it seems like we can't get away from online dating. But I know that there are people like me who have stopped online dating because um, I have been verbally abused on online dating. I've been sent numerous unsolicited dick pics. I've been ghosted. I've been asked by people to make them my slaves. I was even told by a date who I said, I said to this guy that um, I don't, I, um, you're a nice guy, but I don't think you're for me. And he told me that I'm ugly both inside and out. 
I've been messed around by fuck boys, but some of that is my fault because I was uh, I I had issues that I needed to deal with. But I've heard a lot of different um things from my friends who have also tried online dating and given up. And I just I just feel like in a world where in a world of online dating where it's more based on how you look because when you're swiping left and right you're just swiping on people's pictures but sometimes those people if you met them in real life you would actually have a really good conversation with them and maybe end up dating them so my question is really does online dating work and um post before covid um what were the alternatives so after covid when life gets back to normal for those of us who do not want to do online dating um what are the alternative alternatives and in reality can we actually give up on online dating really because in the age of um, in the digital age that we live in it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere so I'm going to start with Laura. Laura, you're a matchmaker, and that's obviously an alternative. So what are your thoughts on online dating um, compared to matchmaking? Um, so I think that, obviously, I guess they all have their pros and cons. With regards to online dating, I think that it's changed a lot over the years, and it's people aren't being genuine and they're not being upfront about what it is that they're looking for. Um, if you think about the whole concept of online dating, which is a multi-billion pound industry, how do they make their money? They make their money through advertisements. So they want you to be on that app or on their online site for as long as possible so that they can show you as many advertisements as they want. So we need to ask ourselves, are they actually designed for us to meet people? Um, I do think it is possible to meet people because if you're on that and you're looking for a serious and you're a genuine person, there's obviously other people like you out there, but it's it's whether you have the time to cut through all of the nonsense to find that person. So the other thing or the other issues with online dating is what what's known as the paradox of choice. I don't know if you've come across this before, but basically scientists have said that if you have too many choices, then you end up not making any. And I know from personal experience, like from speaking to my single friends, that a lot of the a lot of them, when they do go on dates, they find something very small to think, you know, to to say, okay, well, no, that person's not for me. And it makes me think that if they didn't have, you know, fifty other guys in their inbox, would they have given that person another chance? So, um, yeah, it's kind of it it's weighing up the pros and cons of of each but I do think that there are other alternatives out there I think that if you do want to use online dating you should probably go for one where you pay because that way you know that that person has made a little bit of investment into finding love and therefore they're more serious because you know it only takes two minutes um, to set up an online profile you just need to flick through your phone find a few selfies put it up most people don't even write any sort of bio it's just their name and their age and that's it so that would be my sort of tip is if you do want to go down that line with the online dating go to one of the apps where you need to pay and um with matchmaking how would you say that that is like a better because you know it is 
it's a more personal um, option, I, I would say. How would you say that that is better than online dating as an alternative? Um, it's better because people are paying money for it. You know, they, they've taken their financial investment and, you know, matchmaking isn't, isn't cheap, unfortunately, but it's someone's made a substantial investment because it is something that they really want. They have reflected, especially over the last year with COVID, like, this is what I want. I really want to have a serious relationship. If you think we've been locked down nearly a year and a lot can happen a year, it's not inconceivable to meet someone and then within a year be engaged. So people have really got that aspect of their life taken away from them and it's out of their control. So people that come to me, they're like, I just want to have control over that aspect of my life again. Um, so I think that for, for those people, um, it, it's better because they know that the people that they're going to be matched with has made that investment as well. And they've taken an hour, two hours out of their day to come and meet with me and have a full in-depth consultation. So you can tell that they are serious, they are genuine. We also vet everyone. We check their IDs. We check that they are who they say they are. And we also have you know, serious conversations about what they want, if they want to have children, if they want to get married. Because a lot of the issues are when you are going on online dating, people aren't having, or conventional dating in general, people aren't having those conversations off the bat. It might be two, three months down the line after you started dating someone that you start to have these conversations. And if at that point that person tells you, I don't want to have kids and you do, then effectively you kind of have wasted two or three months with that person if that's such a desire that you do have. Whereas with me or with any matchmaking service, that's all out from the very start. You're not going to be matched with someone that doesn't want to have children. And it's quite funny because like, I, I had a consultation with a man the other day who really, really wants to have children. He's godfather to all of his friends' children. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm 40 now. This is what I really want. Um, but in the same conversation, he was telling me that he went on a date with a lady. And in the very first um, date, the lady said, I really want to have children. And, he, and that freaked him out because he just felt like she was just, oh, I really, really want to have children. And this is kind of, you know, a bit of desperation. And I'm thinking there, hold on a minute, you've just told me that that you want that. So even in even in um, circumstances where people are being upfront, it does scare other people away, even though that's what they want as well. So yeah. I think, you know, we're getting these sort of conversations out of the way before you even meet anyone. So you don't even need to have those conversations on the first date, but you already are secure in your mind that that's, that person wants what you want. So um, Lou, to Louisa now, what are your thoughts on online dating and what do you think are the alternatives? Yeah, so I'm not actually a big fan of dating apps because I'm that kind of person that I know within 30 seconds if I feel that vibe with someone. So there's been times where, you know, you're talking to someone and then you just prefer them to the person that you actually meet. You know, you prefer the texts that you exchange. So that's why, like, I've given it a good go and it's been quite fun, like just getting out, getting yourself out there and gaining that confidence in, you know, talking to people online and in dating. But for me, I've just haven't been successful in it because I just 
don't have time to waste so if I know instantly I'm not feeling that vibe I'm just like okay next person but then I've got loads of friends that it has worked and quite a few are in very happy relationships with people that they've met on tinder and on hinge so like if you can sift through all the masses on there then there are some good prospects for you I guess it's just if you are lucky enough to meet and swipe someone you know that you vibe with but yeah, like in terms of alternatives, like for me, whenever I've actually liked someone and dated them for a longer amount of time, I haven't met them online. I've met them at parties or even at a wedding, at like through friends and stuff. So obviously that's impossible right now. But post lockdown, I guess it's just being open to just speaking to people when you do go to these gatherings. And if you have friends that, you know, have... Um, guy friends whatever just introducing them to each other like I enjoy doing that and bringing all my different friends from all different areas together and it can be good fun and good things can happen from that sometimes but for me it's about getting that you know real life connection with someone I can't just do that online yeah I agree I think a, a few of my friends who are married and happily married they got introduced to their partners by someone they, they never even ever tried online dating. And I do know a few people who've tried online dating, but not many, maybe one, one person that I know has been successful and in a happy relationship so far. But yeah, so um, Saberno, I realized that I did not read um, your love persona. So I'm going to do that first. So Saberno's love persona reads, um, I'm a guitar playing podcaster who enjoys people with a sense of purpose and a passion for something as well as a good sense of humor. And Saberno, you're single, right? Yes. Yes, you're single. Okay, so what are your thoughts on um, online dating and what do you think are the alternatives? So I I think uh, Laura and Louisa have made most of the points that I would have made. I think they've covered uh, pretty much everything spot on. Um, So alternatively, I would like to throw some additional ideas into the mix. Um, For those who want to, obviously we can't really ignore the situation that's going on. For those who aren't comfortable going out and want to remain online and want to date, then I would definitely try virtual speed dating. I think all of us are based in in Great Britain. So whether it's Scotland, Manchester, London, there are plenty of virtual online dating uh, events being hosted. Um, I think they're more time efficient than the in-person events. and. Um, It's one of the good things to come from the situation we're in, because as opposed to spending time getting ready, going to a bar, having a few drinks, doing an event, having a few more drinks and um, spending, I mean, I don't know how much people spend on a night out, um, but also factoring in that time. If you compare that to a virtual event where you, you know, take five minutes to, you don't even have to get properly ready. You just get the top half of you ready. Um, find a nice room to do the event in and you can get the event done it's not it normally takes about an hour and then you're done and you're at home Um, so it's more time efficient in that respect Um, an adaptation of the virtual events is the fact that there are more audio based events coming out so sort of tailgating onto what 
Louisa and Laura said with regards to dating apps and the sort of fake nature you do get. I think the, the audio only events are proving very popular because it's taking that layer of superficiality out. So you're just talking to someone and getting to know them. And the feedback that's coming out is the fact that a lot of people are, um, are considering others they uh, would not normally have considered. Uh, so I think in that respect, it's working really well um, if people are interested in going down that route. Um, just a quick question to Louisa, actually, because I think she said at the start of the show how she's now dating her, her best friend or a close friend. So I just wanted to ask her, what was that friendship based on? Um, so I was in my th final year at university and yeah. I was like living in a house with my mates, but there was one guy that I didn't know because he was friends with the boys in my house. Yeah. And like we got on like a house on fire straight away. Like we were quickly became really good friends. And in my head, I was just like, ah, you know, like he's literally perfect, but we're just good mates. I wasn't feeling that like romantic spark. But as we got to know each other, we just became really close and then we hooked up and I was like, oh, never again. I don't want to do that with my friends. No, 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 no. Yeah. But then with lockdown and everything, we're just spending so much time together and we just developed those feelings. And yeah, yeah and then we got together and it was just amazing because like, for me, I feel like your partner should be your best mate as well as your lover, you know? Like you need to be able to get on so well like that. And for me, one of my like top criteria for like dating anyone is, can I talk shit for hours with this person? Can we just, you know, just talk for ages and the time doesn't even feel like it's passing. So yeah, that's how that all came about, which was a massive surprise, you know, finishing uni, getting a boyfriend yeah. and then he lives in Wales and I live in yeah. London, but it's long distance, but it's been worth it. And yes. What, really what nice. was the original friendship based on? What was the, the common interest? We were just, just got on well. Like we're quite different in respect of things that we like, but we just had a really similar sense of humor. And there I guess the go. same yeah. sort of morals as well in terms yeah. of the kind of people that we were. And yeah, that's just how we clicked because we just would always have a laugh, which I think is what our relationship is really based on because we're just yeah. always laughing. Yeah, so, yeah. so this is another option that I'm throwing out to people as well to, to really think about seriously. So. So, for example, you said your friendship was was based on your humor. And if you think about your friends in, in general, your best friendships are based on a common interest. So, say, for example, the four of you are hosting this awesome podcast. I don't know how you've met originally, but the fact is, I'm sure you've become closer because you have a passion for podcasting and working together to do this. And it's funny, not a lot of people will apply the same logic to a relationship or to dating. And it's like, well, why not? I mean, your best and longest friendships are based on such a strong interest or bond at the start. Would it not make sense to apply that to dating? And um, one of the ways in which uh, I do that with people, and I'm glad you said earlier how um, obviously it's not uh, possible to meet people in real life and stuff like that, but it's still possible to do things based on a common interest. So something that came up the other day um, was the fact that someone was like, well, my passion is, is music. You know, what, what am I gonna do? There, there aren't any bands knocking around. I can't go to gigs and stuff like that. But the meetup groups have adapted 
for the situation. So say, for example, you know, I, I play guitar, right? Um, so the groups, as opposed to meeting up and playing together, obviously it's not possible, but you get 10 people on a Zoom chat and one person plays a song, everyone else is on mute um, and you can play along to their song if you want to and then everyone takes it in turns. Obviously, it's not the same vibe as playing in a bar um, or, or playing together in real life, but it's not a bad alternative. So, you know, again, just to throw that into the mix, that's another way in which you can at least uh, meet people with a common interest and it has a dual purpose. So one, it makes you more attractive. If you're doing something that you're passionate about and interested in, you just naturally project that attractiveness. I mean, we all find people who are enthusiastic and happy and positive more attractive than those who are a bit down and depressed. And then the other um, purpose is it takes the pressure off. People are putting so much pressure on themselves to date, to find someone, to meet someone, but this is a much more low pressure way to go. And at the very least, you're doing something you love. So it's kind of a win-win situation. Um, so there, there are some uh, extra ideas to throw into the mix. I can throw some more in, but I, I've taken up quite a bit of time already. I want Ken on paper taking notes already. So come on, feel free, throw all the ideas away to us. I wanted to ask the Bonner a question about these um, um, online dating, the alternative ways in terms of yes. the chatting and the audio. So how do people get, you know, how do our listeners get involved in that? I'd actually like to get involved in that virtual dating. It sounds wonderful. Who's hosting these events? So in, in the north of England, so if you're based in, I'd say Manchester, Leeds, uh, Chester, uh, Didsbury and Liverpool uh, look up an event called Fast Love Speed Dating. So I think their website is just fastlovespeeddating.co.uk. Um, in London, the big event or big event organizer is Original Dating. Um, I think Smudged Lipstick might be doing virtual events. They, they were built on doing in-person events, but they might be doing virtual ones as well. Um, and there are a couple more. I'll, I'll make a note to send those to you so you can forward them on. That would be great. Yeah, we'll um, put them in our episode notes. Yeah, and, and just to let you know, um, so we, we I've, I've tested out the, uh, the ones in the North and in London. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, uh, I, I did recorded reviews of, of both of those as well for the podcast, um, but I, I would encourage people to at least give everything a go at least once. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So virtual speed dating, it is. I'm on it. <laughs> um, Louisa, you said you had a comment. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, obviously, another pro with dating apps, which I've definitely seen from like, my friends over lockdown, is that, like, in some ways, you're kind of, it gives you a chance to screen people a lot more because people obviously are weighing up the whole risks of, like, meeting up in person. So they're having a lot more, like, virtual dates. So instead of just like endlessly just texting before meeting, actually like, you know, doing video calls and little dates online before meeting up, which then means you kind of, um, yeah, just seeing as someone that I actually see myself with, because I found like using dating apps, I would meet up with people and just be like, oh, that was a waste of time. Because in real life, we just didn't really get on as well as I thought we would. So it's just quite interesting seeing how like dating has really evolved. And like in some ways it's been quite a pro where people actually you know taking that time to 
have these virtual dates and then they're like in that regard saving money and their own time in real life because it's way quicker just popping on a call for like half an hour so you know getting ready going to the bar meeting up with them traveling back home and all that stuff so I just yeah, it's just quite interesting seeing how dating has changed so much. Over Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save an average of $470 on your auto insurance. That's a lot of money in just a few minutes. With savings like that, you could be lounging on an impractical amount of ornate and overpriced throw pillows you bought for your couch. But you won't because you're better with money than that. That's why you're calling us in the first place. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Based on average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Optimum Business Your Way gives you 300 meg speed secure internet with the option to add any combination of services like smart Wi-Fi, mobile, and premier technical support. It's internet with built-in security for just $39.95 a month for one year when bundled with voice. And get up to a $100 Visa prepaid card when you upgrade. Save with Optimum Business Your Way. Call 866-218-3645 or visit Optimum.com slash business today. Offer for new business customers only. Advertised price reflects $5 auto pay discount. Taxes, fees, equipment charges, and restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Visit website for details. Last year as well. Yeah. Um, I, um, I've been seeing a few new app, new upcoming apps um, on um, Instagram and around and there um, two that um, I have taken note of one of them we had a chat with um, the co-founder um, which was strike strike.dating I don't know if you guys have seen it on um, Instagram but um, uh, strike.dating is an app but um, there's also a gadget where they which they refer to as the wingman and how it works is that you set up a profile and connect to this gadget and it will connect um, you to people in real time so and then when you get a match you can then decide whether you want to meet that person at that moment um of course you know it's still in beta testing one and of course you can't have it now because we're in lockdown, but I feel like once we get out and about, that might be a really, really good option. Um, the other one I've seen, and I, I spoke to the founder, is Bide. It's also in um, beta testing, but they're encouraging people to send in their email addresses to, uh, to help test it. And it's called Bide. And the main idea behind Bide is to make online matchmaking more civilized, more fruitful and way less time consuming. And what they do is um, they match people one at a time, meaning that there are no distractions in form of continued searching or messaging. So that gets that out of the way. And yeah, and then if you like each other, then you get to go on a video chat and then both users are asked after the video chat if they wish to stay in touch and then they will be given each other's numbers if they do. And if they don't, then they can also have the option to exchange private feedback. And I thought that that was like kind of a good one because it takes away the whole swiping left and takes away that numerous option kind of thing so you're concentrating on one person at a time so those are the two that i know i know there are loads more but those two um seem promising i think yeah so um this question is mainly for louisa 
Um, what does a good online dating profile look like? Yeah, so I've had a lot of fun with that, especially over the last week with that experiment. It just reminded me just how appalling so many profiles are. And I just feel like if you just take you know, just a little bit of time just to make it look good. You're going to be attracting higher quality matches and people that you're actually going to want to meet with. Because, for example, I've seen so many where people wearing sunglasses and all their pics or now it's masks. And it's just like we want to see your face. You know, we want to see what you look like. And like having just a few pictures as well just means that it's just really hard to get a grasp of what a person's like because you kind of want to see you know, if they're what they're into, if they've got any hobbies, which you can really show through your pictures. And other stuff, I've seen so many people with like filters, that's a big no-no. And just so many mirror selfies where it's just like, can you not, I feel like you should only have like maximum one or two selfies per profile. You should try and get some pictures of, I don't know, you, you know, playing your instrument or, you know, you doing some sport or, you know, somewhere that you really like. Um, other stuff, like not having a bio is, I just think is a big no-no as well because a bio just provides a snapshot of your personality or what you're looking for. So like for me, when I was using dating apps, if there wasn't a bio, I usually wouldn't swipe right because I just felt like I just didn't really have a good grasp of the person. And then like other stuff, people having shirtless pictures or pictures of so much skin I'm just like no thank you or the other day I saw one with this guy he just had his pants his trousers down it's just his pants I was just like are you really going to be getting matches like you think you're surprised that people aren't swiping right on you but this is why you know <laughs> and then you know group photos that's the worst because I don't want to be playing where's Wally you know I want to know exactly who you are I don't want to be working out exactly who you are and you know only having gym pics that just shows that that's kind of the only aspect of your personality no thanks or people having the wrong age or like their name is wrong and they're like actually this is my name that's just just why so I feel like people just need to spend a bit more time just thinking about their actual profile and making sure that they think clearly like what they're putting on there have a few photos I'd say you know have at least three minimum but ideally like the perfect number would be at least like around five where you've got pictures of yourself doing things you love maybe a little selfie in there a group photo and then just having a bio where you're just showcasing your personality a bit and just having good quality pictures in high resolution and bios that you know have no grammar and spelling mistakes as well because that's a big no-no as well that can really attract some good matches and then you're just more likely just to actually have more opportunity to be able to speak to people and attract high quality matches. Um, um, so let me, can I just quickly ask Louisa, what you mentioned like um, the um, bios with guys with no shirts on or the one with just his pants on, I guess that's a clear signal for anybody that's looking for a serious relationship. You're like, no, no, no. But I'd imagine there are people who are just there for the fun of it to just hook up and do what they want, just have a an easy, no, no strings attached kind of fun. Those are the kind of profiles those people are matching, should or would want to match with, right? Yeah, I guess so. Because I feel like the way you present yourself is kind of showcasing what you're looking for. But even those people where they've just got their trousers down, I'm just like, 
would anyone maybe have your even if you just want to hook up with someone would you really want to swipe right with someone that's presenting maybe the person is just yeah but maybe the person is just a prankster and is just showing his fun side maybe well, i've definitely seen that a few times on tinder and it's just not not pretty you know but yeah i guess that's a good point like i feel like people especially people that's have messaged me for advice or dating or to look at their dating profile and they're interested in actually dating and finding someone then they're shocked by why they're not getting matches but it's because their profile is just of such a low quality where they are just giving off that wrong impression you know so I guess you just have to base it on what message you want to send across depending on what you're looking for does anyone else have any comments, anything they would like to add to online dating profiles? Yeah, I would just say like a good tip would be if you're a man to ask a female friend to help you with your bio because they will know what uh, another female is looking for. And likewise, um, for the girls, if they get um, their male friends to have a look over it. And I think that's very insightful because we all or the different sexes we think in different ways yeah, that's a really good tip, that's, a good tip. Yeah. that's one of the reasons why I, um, I set up my Instagram accounts because I was setting up all my friends dating profiles like boys and girls and and they were just like oh Louisa you just need to have a bank where you put all your advice and stuff so we can you know can look back at it which is why I created it and I think that's such an important thing because then you know you can get that feedback and then yeah, yeah hopefully that can lead to some good matches. Yeah. So Berno, do you have any thoughts on our profiles? Uh, yeah, just to throw in a couple of additional points, um, uh, which I've forgotten. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so what, one is the hobby. If uh, you've got a really cool or interesting hobby, then definitely throw that in. So for example, when I was on an app, I had a picture of me um, podcasting in action and the number of times people open with that. Um, it's just an easy conversation starter. Um, I would think about how you write your job. So say for example, job titles like accountant or engineer or doctor are redundant these days because they can mean so many different things. Um, and also it's boring. Like it, it just, it doesn't mean anything. I'm not taking anything away from those specific jobs, but no one really knows what they mean anymore. So. An example I like to use is, say, for example, if you, I don't know, if 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 you're uh, an accountant at, at Carphone Warehouse, you can write something like, oh, fudge the numbers for people buying the new Samsung phone or, or something like that. Obviously, you've got to make it relevant to yourself and come up with something better than that. But um, that's one way to open your profile as well, because often people uh, filter by job or they want to know what you do um so that's one way of making it more interesting um one thing i tell my female clients who are on bumble is uh if you get a match when you send your first message just do it as an audio message um guys who are intimidated by that level of confidence won't reply um and ultimately you know if they don't reply is that the sort of guy you want to have a conversation with anyway and most of them say no if, if they can't take the fact that they've received an audio message first and also it just, it gets the ball rolling quicker as well. Okay, that's good. Um, so moving on to another question, and this question is actually from um, Rebe. 
Um, what are the things to avoid um, when doing on a first date? Are there things that we women do that we that we shouldn't on a first date? Um, I'll start with you, Severna. What do you think about um, first dates with women? What kind? What common mistakes can you think of that women make that's that would make a guy run the other way? Maybe. Um, I mean, the ones that I can think of, which to be honest aren't restricted to women, it comes from both sides, is talking about your dating history on a date. Um, spend time and effort getting to know the other person, what makes them tick, what they're passionate about, what their morals are, how close with their family and stuff like that, if, if that's what you want to know. But I, I never understand why people say, uh, you know, they ask off the bat, why are you single? I mean, what is the, that conversation thread is only going one way. And uh, for me personally, it's not something I'm interested in anyway, because I want to find out more about the person. Um, but I would uh, avoid that area, particularly on the first date, um, because I just don't think there's any need for it. Oh, thank you. Um, because of time, I'm going to move us on right quickly to another question. Um, when is the right time to cancel your online dating profile? And I have a story here. A friend of mine had met this guy and they were dating and he told her, I mean, I guess he was a bit of an idiot, but he told her, let's cancel our online dating profiles. She met him on Bumble. So they canceled their online dating profiles. And then a few weeks later, her best friend comes up to her and says, um, this is the guy you're dating, right? He just matched with me on Hinge. And she was like, oh, <laughs> we said we were exclusive and we canceled, we both canceled our profiles, but this guy had then gone, it's like the ultimate cock block, isn't it? Because he then left her and then gone on another um, dating profile. So I wanted to know your thoughts on when is the right time to cancel um, your dating profile? What kind of conversations should you be having? And um, I'll go to Louisa first on this one. I feel like for me, if I'm dating someone, I will just put my account on ghost mode because I'm not interested in anyone else. I want to focus my time on that person. So I feel like that's the right thing to do, really. And then if you feel like it's going really well, you know, completely delete your account. But for me, I think it's just respectful to just put your account on ghost mode, delete the app and see how it goes with that person if you've decided to be exclusive. Otherwise, it's just not fair and it's just kind of sneaky as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah um, in the guy's defense, maybe he only agreed to cancel on Bumble. They never talked about Hinge or Tinder. It's common sense though, isn't it? Like you say, <laughs> I know, I know. Just... Our app. What a dick, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, guys, how do you avoid that kind of thing as in how can you know if somebody's being sincere because just because you're you want to be exclusive and you have that conversation how do you know when to broach that subject communication is just so important with this sort of stuff so if you're feeling it with someone you just have to ask like what page are we on just to check to see if you're both thinking on the same page and wanting the same things and then I think that's how you bring up those sort of conversations because 
don't know for me I don't like to waste my time I want to know exactly what's happening so I'm happy to just bring that up and just go like you know what is this what's going on how are we feeling so then I just know whether or not I'm wasting my time or not um Laura what oh sorry Laura what do you tell your clients um, when it comes to matchmaking like when do they decide that this is exclusive and we're not giving you any other clients to look at so when we give when we make a match um out of courtesy we don't send anyone else to our clients until they come back and say oh you know it was a good date but you know I want to see someone else or or whatever so it is quite clear and and we wouldn't match anyone else with them until that we have that conversation um part of the packages that we have because they're like annual subscriptions they can freeze their account freeze their membership for three months or six months depending on which membership option that they're on so for example the couple that um spent Christmas together um they froze their accounts and their memberships for for three months and so they want to see how how it's going so it's a bit of a difficult kind of question and I think I agree with Louisa in that you need to kind of be upfront and I think that if you don't feel like you can have that conversation with the other person then that's an indication that it's not the right time but for for my friends when I speak to them or any of my clients that are using online dating as well, I, I would say to them that do what's right for you. So if you feel like, you know, you want to give this person their, your full attention, then you, like Louisa said, like you put your apps on ghost mode and then see, but it should be a sort of a natural thing that the, the other person will come and say the same, do the same thing, if you know what I mean, yeah. rather than... I mean, you obviously should have that conversation, but I don't think that you should wait to have that conversation to stop your own, if that's how you're feeling. Yeah, because I've never had that conversation with someone like, oh, let's not use our apps, let's delete them, because I kind of just assumed it was just what the other person would do, because as I was saying before, it's just the respectful thing to do if you've decided to be exclusive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it kind of just seems that you're playing the field, like you're like having options in the background and um, so it, it shows if you are if you're dating someone and it's you know getting pretty serious and, and you're enjoying it then why does it matter you know when you stop using your app the only reason you have your app there is as a backup or a plan because you're not sure about the relationship going forward yeah yeah does anyone else have any thoughts on um, this question, issue? Subano, do you have any comments, any questions, any thoughts? Um, I, I think uh, Louisa and Laura have covered all the essential points um, in my discussions with clients. It's, it's all about maintaining an open and honest and direct um, line of communication and dialogue. Yeah. Um, so that's all my questions, but uh, we asked some of our listeners to also send in questions. So because of time, I'm only going to ask one. And this question is from one of our lovely listeners called Kafia. And her question is, is monogamy dead and are humans incapable of it? uh so let's start with Laura what are your thoughts oh I was like no please don't ask me this <laughs> personally 
I I don't think monogamy is dead. Um, I've come from you know m- my parents have been together for like forty years, and um, I do think I think it's difficult. I think it takes a lot of um commitment um and love and respect, but I do think that it is possible. Okay, uh, Louisa. Yeah, for me, if I like someone, I do not want to see them with someone else. You know, even thinking about my boyfriend's exes just makes me feel pissed off. I just hate them all, you know. <laughs> so yeah, for me, monogamy is very much alive. <laughs> Good. Sabano? Uh, I would agree and say, um, yeah, absolutely not that monogamy is, is not dead. Um, there's something very special about taking the time to really connect with and get to know someone on a deeper level that can't be replicated by having multiple superficial relationships. Nice. Keisha? Um, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> okay. how, how, how many men are under your bed? <laughs> Okay, let me. All I want to say is this, right? I I don't even. I, I think that I, that question I think it leads one into a yes or no path. I think you choose the type of relationship you want to be in, and if you want to be in a monogamous relationship, you need to find a partner who wants the same thing. That way, you can both achieve your goals. Because if you want to be monogamous and the person you are with has a history of cheating, the likelihood of them not cheating on you might be slightly lower than somebody who has never cheated before. So you pick your own, use your hand to pick your own partner. Okay. That's all I have to say on the matter. Thank you. Ribby? I'm all for monogamy. I mean, seriously, um, don't be greedy, you know, stick with one. There's no need to be greedy. Is that, you know, how many can you handle really? You know, although yeah, one's enough, I think. Just speak for myself <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Rashida? Um, just as Louisa said, I don't share. So I'm terrible at sharing, especially someone I really, really like. I don't share and I'd hate to be in a position to share the person. So I'm very, very much for monogamy all the way. Yeah, same here, but I I feel like as a society, we're kind of evolving and there's so many different types of relationships. And as Keisha says, you get to choose which one you want to be in. If you want to be in an open relationship, if you want to dabble in polygamy, What's what's the one where a woman has two husbands? Polyandry. Polyandry. That's up to you. Oh, it's, it's rapid fire. Oh. So, um, rapid fire is going to be done differently today. Um, each of our singles is going to choose one uh, guru to ask a question. So I'm gonna start with Ribby. So you get to choose one person to ask your rapid fire question. Okay, I knew you were gonna start with me. I don't know why, but I knew you were gonna start with me. Okay, so my question is for Suborno. So earlier on, we talked about online dating and date online dating apps. 
which I don't think is the scum of the earth. I think it's okay. It's just about how you approach it. So my question is, what is the right mindset to take into online dating, knowing that it can be a minefield? And you talked earlier about, you know, having a really balanced kind of approach to life. So what is the right kind of mindset that a single woman should take onto these apps to keep them, you know, so that you're not always disappointed when you meet a dog and you just kind of stay positive. How, what are the tips that you can give to say, you know, think about it from this perspective? Sorry, I know that's not a really easy rapid fire question, but. <laughs> you might not get a quick answer either. Um, uh, well, first and foremost, I, I would say don't be on too many apps. Um, two maximum, but I would encourage people to be on one and commit to that one. And sort of piggybacking onto Louisa and Laura's advice of setting up a proper profile. Take the time to set up a proper profile um, and go through the hints and tips that they've both made. Um, I'm sure between the three or you know even seven of us on all of our Instagram pages, there's a whole host of advice. I would also <laughs> commit to it at a certain time every day because more and more people are suffering from app fatigue and they're getting addicted to the little dopamine hits you get when you match with someone. So it's like any spare moment you have, um, you know, it's just an excuse to swipe away, which to me isn't a good habit to be in for, for many different reasons, particularly for your mental health, because you're just getting dependent on it. So set up a proper profile, commit to one app, commit to the same time every day as well to do your swiping and your messaging and that way it's done. So it's something that doesn't take over your life, but it just becomes a part of it. Um, so that it's just an addition as opposed to your life revolving around trying to meet someone because meeting someone isn't going to solve like bigger problems in your life. It should just be an additional thing that makes you a little bit happier as opposed to trying to make you happy to meet someone. Thank you very much. Finger snap, finger snap, finger snap. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, um, Rashida, your turn. Um, okay, so my question is for Louisa, actually. So with, I guess for me is, I'm single and ready to mingle. So I started, um, uh, I created a profile on match.com but I've been so terrible at it actually so my question to you is as an online love guru are there any apps or from your experience which apps are better and which ones are you just like this is full of scum and bad people well I've it's been really interesting to see what people are using currently. Like the hinge seems to be the big one for people actually looking for relationships because you actually have to put so much effort into your profile because they mm -hmm. ask you loads of questions and stuff that you're into and you have to have like quite a few pictures. So I think if you're looking more for something or a serious thing, hinge is the, the current app for that right now. So I feel mm -hmm. like Tinder has just become such a hookup app now. It's just full of so much scum and like, I know personally for me as well, like Bumble just seemed to be going that way as well. So I feel like Hinge, Hinge is the one to give it a go. Give it a go, yeah. Thank you. See, that was rapid. Huh. That was. Let's tap. Let's tap for her. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Keisha, it's your turn. Okay. So my question is for 
Laura. Get ready now. Mm. Oh, oh, sorry, Laura. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a need um, because this is you do this already. What I want to uh, um, ask you is, since we're currently going to be socially distant for a while, can you give us some ideas on what a socially distanced date would be, um, face to face, um, nothing virtual, apart from just walking in the park? No. What can we, what can we do? <laughs> first date. You know, what can we do? That <laughs> was a very rapid <laughs> Did you hear the answer, Keisha? <laughs> she said nothing. She said no. No. <laughs> oh. Come on. Suburno has Suburno has, has, has come to the rescue. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, I, I can throw in some ideas. Um, so if, if this is a possibility for you, um, go play some skimming stones um, because who doesn't love doing stupid, silly stuff when you were a kid? Um, if, if again, if this is an option for you, uh, go to an outdoor gym um, and have a bit of a competition because it's just fun being a little bit stupid and silly. Um, and then the other is doing like a, um, if it's an area you know well, go on like a fake history tour of that area and the challenge is for them to ask you really stupid questions about the area and for you to give even more ridiculous answers and all three of these are sort of playing on the playful silliness that that we love in people and um, you know it's quite easy to escalate these situations as well yeah one of my friends found a ghost tour like online in manchester so she went on a a date where they just went through through that and it was good fun apparently so just finding quirky yeah. things like that i guess change it up a bit spice it up nice Ooh, really good laura do you have any comebacks <laughs> are you still are you still a no <laughs> as i you know i get asked this question all the time my mind just goes blank i think um you know a walk-in is the kind of go-to but i was going to say yeah to kind of do like maybe like a history tour there's a lot of apps that you can download that gives you the history when you get to a certain point you can follow them around um like a city but again it depends where everyone is not everyone's based in the city so um i would say though that if you are meeting to go on a walk like you should meet somewhere where you're stationary at the start so you can have those bits of um, conversations and try and plan ahead if you you know have an idea of the route that you're going and you're like oh maybe we can pick up coffee here or do something like ring ahead make sure they're open because the restrictions they change all the time so that would be my sort of tip but again didn't answer the question I'm still walking <laughs> <laughs> thank you Laura <laughs> so my um rapid fire question is to Subono and it's actually a listener question and she asked What's the one misconception, belief, or attitude that makes dating challenging for people? Um, the, I suppose the number one that I see is that finding a partner is going to fix all your problems. Mm, that's good. If you've already got prob problems in your life, you know, having a man or a woman or a long-term relationship or a kid isn't going to solve anything yeah like no one else can make you happy you have to be happy in yourself already that's yeah. really good 
That's yeah. really, really good. I love that. Thank you very much, guys. It's been so much fun having you. You've given us some great tips and advice. And tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Is anyone doing anything tomorrow? Anything fun? Rashida? Yes, I am actually. So. Mm. <laughs> oh, so, Lord. I will be sitting on hours. my sofa watching Parasite tomorrow. So that's my Valentine's Day. Parasite. You is don't want to watch Parasite on your on Valentine's Day. That's what I'm watching actually because I'm she watching wants it to watch. with my, my sister and I are watching it. So we're okay. gonna watch it together. So okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyone so also, else? It doesn't involve any men, chocolate, or flowers. Unless <laughs> ah, you guys are okay, getting, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that. Um <laughs> for those in relationships and where social distance, what are you doing? Louisa, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? I haven't actually seen my boyfriend in like five months now because of lockdowns and restrictions it's just been horrible so it's just gonna be virtual and we're just gonna have a couple of drinks together and I was thinking maybe we could do one of those games like how well do you know your partner or something like that (laughs) (laughs) really test him (laughs) yeah I'm gonna have a nice juicy steak as well oh nice anyone else doing anything interesting that we should know about no well, no, someone is no. asking me out on a day, but I'm not sure. I'm not feeling the guy, unfortunately. Really? Then it's a no. I'm not feeling, you're not trust feeling that it. Gut, you know, trust that gut. And yeah. I'm not desperate enough to waste my time on Valentine's Day. I tell you, it's too cold for that drama. It's too cold. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right. Well, we have come to the end of today's episode. And I would like to say a big thank you to our love gurus. Thank you for being our guests it's been so great having you and thank you for joining us thank you to our listeners for listening hope you learned something if you're single and um can you uh tell us where we can find you uh louisa i'll start with you because i see you on the screen (laughs) i had a lot of fun ladies and meeting everyone um you can find me at london love guru on instagram great Laura, where can we find you? Yes, I'm on Instagram as well. Um, My personal account is at the Tartan Matchmaker and the business account is at Matchmade in Scotland. And if you're in Scotland and you're looking for a matchmaker, go to Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Sobrano, where can we find you? Your podcast, your everything. Uh, Yeah, so... um... On TikTok and Instagram, check me out at the handles at brownbear30ish for loads of advice and all that. And then the podcast is called Online Dating Laid Bear, and that's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and probably other places as well. Great. Thank you very, very much for joining us, guys. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us, the Talking Single podcast as well. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Till next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Talking Single podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Would love to hear from you. So please follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter with the handle at Talking Single Podcast. You can also send us comments or questions with the hashtag at Talking Single Podcast. 
We are downloadable on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and of course share with your family and friends. Take care and see you next week. Same time, same place. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save an average of $470 on your auto insurance. That's a lot of money in just a few minutes. With savings like that, you could be lounging on an impractical amount of ornate and overpriced throw pillows you bought for your couch. But you won't, because you're better with money than that. That's why you're calling us in the first place. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Based on average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save an average of $470 on your auto insurance. That's a lot of money in just a few minutes. With savings like that, you could be lounging on an impractical amount of ornate and overpriced throw pillows you bought for your couch. But you won't, because you're better with money than that. That's why you're calling us in the first place. Call 1-888-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Based on average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. Underwritten by Farmers, Trucker, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, or Affiliate. Products not available in every state.